Hello, welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ Furves. How's everything going? I know last week that I said, due to scheduling and depression issues, I was probably going to go bi-weekly for the immediate future. And then I'm recording only a week later because I came up with some things to talk about. Uh, I'm not not depressed, but look, I've got some topics. Also, this is very exciting because I finally got uh, the old Fed Talks podcast up on Apple Podcasts, which I keep wanting to call iTunes, but that isn't what it is anymore. The point is, if you're using Apple Podcasts for your podcast, you can subscribe. I don't know how I find out if or how many people have subscribed. I don't know where I get those numbers, so chances are I won't know if you do. But, hey, give it a shot. It's easier than going to the website every time, right? Uh, And I don't know how quickly this change took effect on the downloads, but you may have seen I have a new logo. Rather than my old terrible logo, which was just... (laughs) the, The words Fed Talks using the photo editor that comes with an iPhone. <laughs> uh, it was bad. This this new logo is a, a drawing of me that was... It's taken from uh, some art that my friend Summer did for another podcast project that hopefully we get to use one day. Uh, but I think it's very good. And this also means that... Uh, uh, as it stands, Summer has done art for all of my projects. Uh, this, uh, the Apive, and my constantly upcoming scripted podcast. Uh, she's my collaborator. That's kind of an, that's an awesome thing to have, right? Look, you know what? Just to, I've had like like over the last. 20 years I've had three people I would consider real collaborators and that I like made stuff with them uh there's of course Mindy who was my co-writer on Spunky Bean for many a year and who appeared on the Big Brother bonus episode of this here podcast uh there's my friend Sam who I've done improv and various forms of comedy with for forever and uh and then Summer, who not only makes art for stuff, but is also a just a, a killer joke writer in general and has made a lot of stuff I'm writing that you have not heard yet. Much better. So, I've you know, those are kind of the three people I've collaborated with over 20 years. And here's the thing. They're all funnier than I am. If any one of them took over this podcast, you would like it so much better. Uh, I can only hope that they never meet one another and then they can completely freeze me out of the equation and form some kind of super group. Uh, which would be sad for me, but also probably whatever they did would be super funny. So, like, ultimately it would be a win, I guess. Um, anyway, first episode that's on... I guess all the previous episodes are now on iTunes. This is the first one that's coming out on iTunes as I release it. And I'm still calling it iTunes. Son of a gun. Anyway, subscribe and let me know that you've subscribed. Uh, That'll make me feel good. 
I'll tell you how you can do that at the end of the show. That's how I keep you listening. Uh, the Boy, I had some things I wanted to say, and then I even wrote them down, and now I cannot remember, and I have to go look it up. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, one thing I wanted to uh, bring up, because you, you know how I love TV talk. And I will talk about what shows I've been watching. Maybe maybe next time we'll get into recent shows that I've been watching. But a thing that's been very exciting to me is that uh, uh, Wipeout is now on Hulu. The original run. I, I do want to see the new, the new episodes with Nicole Byer and John Cena. Which, how weird is that, that John Cena is hosting Wipeout and also making movies? That dude, that dude's got a career, man. Uh, but this is the original from ABC that ran for about seven, seven years, 2007 to 2014, maybe. Uh, you know, it's the obstacle course show, show where people hurt themselves very badly, and it's always funny. And it is genuinely the dumbest show because it really is just people, it's people falling down. It's, it's like the kind of show they would have Homer Simpson watch to indicate he had very low tastes in, in culture. But it's so funny. And uh, my, my good friend Insomnia has been back for the last, on and off for the last couple weeks. And so literally every night I just put on Wipeout as I'm trying to go to bed, trying to go to sleep, rather. I could physically get too bad. Uh, nothing happens, but I can, I can get, I don't need help getting too bad. I should be, I'm old. I'm not yet that old. And I, it just plays Wipeout all night. And then if I can't get to sleep, at least I'm entertained. And if I, and it's one of those shows that has like a very good rhythm in terms of getting to sleep because it's sort of at a constant uh a, you're not going to suddenly gunshots or explosions it's all that sort of a constant level so it's a it's a pleasing rhythm uh you get sound effects that i find very soothing when i can't sleep so i i cannot recommend just watching Wipeout for nine hours straight when you can't get to sleep uh i cannot recommend that highly enough and another reason I want to bring out, up Wipeout and uh, I have I have a couple I have I have two two things I want to bring up today uh, about people who are mildly famous or not really famous except to a certain group of people that uh, I think are funny and interesting but I don't want to do on social media because. I wouldn't want them to see it necessarily. Um, you know, nothing really negative, but just, man, after Paul Shear got mad at me for disagreeing about his, his, uh, his belief that Casino Royale is a, is a prequel, I just want to stay clear of all that. I don't know that he's mad at me. He said I'm wrong. I explained why he was wrong, and then we never spoke again. He might have blocked me. I don't know. But uh, the, if you remember, Wipeout had the had the two hosts, the Johns Anderson and Henson, 
which I guess if you're reading a computer program, <laughs> you would indicate them with John asterisk son. Uh, I don't know that that makes sense. There's a joke in there somewhere. I can't quite get to it. Uh, and then on the field, they had their, their uh, uh, si I guess you call sideline reporter, if it was a real sport, uh, Jill Wagner, who was most known for doing Mercury commercials, I think. Is that the one Matt Gorley did commercials for too, or is that no? He did a, a German company, Mitsubishi, maybe. Volkswagen. It was Volkswagen. Why wouldn't it be Volkswagen? Why am I making this harder than it needs to be? I don't know how I confuse Mercury with Volkswagen. I don't know. But for a couple years there, Jill Wagner was my primary TV crush. And uh, you know, watching watching it again on Hulu, it's like, well, I wasn't I wasn't wrong. I understand my my uh. I am not disconnected from my past self is what I'm saying. But uh, these days she mostly does like Hallmark stuff and her social media press. She does follow me on Twitter, uh, which I assume just means she has me muted. Or she follows six million people and never sees anything. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, but her social media presence now is a little... Uh, like, I think she might fall into, like, the, the the Chris Pratt gray area of being a Republican, but not a Trump Republican, which is an important distinction. But, you know, her, her social media is a lot of talking about God and the military and uh, maybe being a little cavalier with uh, uh, doing things without a mask early in lockdown. I'm not, I'm not here to judge. It's her life. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is back in, back in the spunky bean days, especially right when the website was going, was like on the verge of being popular. Uh, I wrote up a thing about Wipeout and then, uh, she was doing like a, like a fundraiser for leukemia. I want to say awareness, but I think they've already got the word out on leukemia. I don't remember. And, uh, and I don't know how this happened, but she appreciated it so much that not only did she call me on the phone and I did not pick up a call from an, from a, from an unknown number. So it went to voicemail and I had a voicemail from her that I kept for about six years, which was genuinely very nice. So I, you know, I have nothing bad to say about Jill Wagner, but also... She sent me an autographed picture, which, again, very nice. Guys, it is an autographed sexy picture. <laughs> like, there, there is way more butt on this picture than, than uh, you know, than you would expect. I mean, I think you, you know, just to send that out blind, go, hey, autographed picture, thanks for helping out, and here's my butt. And I, I don't falter at all for it. I, I, you know, it's a very nice thing to do, but it's also very much at odds with her current uh, Hallmark uh, uh, you know, God in the military and uh, this, you know, it's just it's just very much at, at odds with that uh, with her current social media presence, which, you know, it, people change. I don't don't fault her at all. It's just interesting to me.
uh, that I don't know. The fact is, it was pretty. It was it was genuinely cool of her, and that's really all I wanted to say. Is I do have an autographed picture of Jill Wagner that prominently features her butt. Uh, frankly, I wish more people would take the time to send me autographed pictures of their butts. Um, really, nobody else has done so. Uh, oh, hey, this is such a natural segue. I was just thinking because I don't have, you know, I'm not an, an autograph guy. Um, I, I don't know anybody who is right now, but... I'm pausing now because I can't tell if the recording froze or not. So I'm not going to say anything useful until it gets moving again. I don't have a lot of time to edit. So this will stay in the episode or else I will change radically depending on when my... This son of a gun's going down. Okay, it seems to be recording. You heard all of that. I'm leaving it in the episode. Uh, anyway, my natural... trans, uh, Like I said, it's, you know... I don't go around seeking out autographs, partly because I live in Michigan and partly because I'm a sensible person who doesn't necessarily need that. Uh, but the, this happened in oh, maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little later than that. It's been a while. Um, but... I received in the mail one day from a Los Angeles address that I did not recognize, but there was no name on the address. I got this large flat envelope. Inside said envelope was <laughs> an autographed picture of my, my then and most recent TV crush, Allison Brie autographed picture of her in a in a bathing suit again i when i get autographed pictures they, they, people send me sexy autographed pictures and i don't know how i've cultivated that reputation and i have no idea where that came from there is no uh like i said i had an la return address i don't know anybody who lives in la uh no that's not true i know one person but i don't think i knew her at the time and uh, she's my uh, producer friend who helps me write things. And uh, it seems unlikely she would say, <laughs> send me autographed pictures of pretty ladies. It's, it's very weird, but I have this and I have no idea. I have no idea the source of it. To this day, I don't know. I checked with everybody who would have seemed likely to do such a thing, but that the LA return address is just messing me up. Uh, it was sort of after the time when my website was sort of successful and there was a phase in there when I would sometimes get things in the mail based on stuff I talked about, which was, which was, I miss those days. I wish people still liked things I made. Send me some stuff. Uh, don't, don't actually send me stuff. It's a lot of responsibility. Uh, so that's, <laughs> no, you know what, one more, I don't know why I'm so weirdly uncomfortable talking about, about celebrity crushes. Uh, as I said in the past, I don't think I have 
celebrity crushes anymore because my real life crush is more out of my league than my celebrity crush. Uh, and every time I say that, I plan to edit it out because it's embarrassing. And then most of the time I don't because I'm lazy. And also I can't remember what I said as soon as I stop recording. But uh, they, they announced on Disney Plus they were doing a series of Star Wars shorts that were going to be animated by uh, like famous uh, anime directors. And I am by no means a Star Wars completist. And I really don't care about anything anime. I mean, I care about animated stuff very much. I don't care about any Star Wars animated thing. And... Uh, I don't really care for anime, so it was not really on my radar that I'd watch any of this. And then they announced the, the cast. I guess these are unconnected shorts, so each one has a different cast. And uh, <laughs> Allison Brie is doing a voice in one. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll watch that one. And I'm like, Why? <laughs> I mean, she is a good voiceover actor, as evidenced by Lego Movie and BoJack Horseman, but... <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm going to hear a pretty lady's voice. I better watch that. I don't know. I'm broken. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention that I do not want to put on Twitter, but is very amusing slash sad to me, is... uh. Uh, and I'm not even going to use the name because not only will you not know the name, but it also really lessens the risk of, <laughs> of anybody getting the, this information. Uh, they recently announced a new writer for the monthly Batman series. Um, and it is a guy I sort of know. Uh, I interviewed him on Spunky Bean about a graphic novel he wrote in like 2009 and, uh, you know, I think we're still Facebook friends and we follow each other on Twitter. And, uh, you know, he posted that interview everywhere and said some nice things about the experience. Guys, you haven't heard this because I have not interviewed anybody and I haven't done one in print for a very long time. But I'm pretty good at interviewing. I did a good job. I did a bunch of them back in the Spunky Bean days. Uh, and I'm still super proud of some of them. Like the Jason Wolner one, I think was, look, I have a talent that I don't get to use as opposed to all the other things I do day to day that I'm not good at. It's, it's profoundly, uh, profoundly unfair. Uh, but you know, we stayed friendly after that and we would, I, we'd chat every once in a while. Like if he had put something out, I would just let him know it was good. Or if I, put something on the website that he saw, he'd say some nice things. You know, it's not like we were best buddies or anything, but we had like a, a cordial online relationship. And that, that all changed the day that he first got something published by Marvel. And after that, he never acknowledged that I exist again. Like, I still remember he had a, a backup story published in a Hulk comic. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I know that guy. I'm going to buy that. And I read it. It was pretty good. So I, I, uh, I don't either Facebook or Twitter, whichever one, just let him say, hey, that, that was really cool. Congratulations on getting in Hulk. That was a good story. You know, I said some specific things that indicated that I actually read and liked it. 
no acknowledgement whatsoever. <laughs> the, the moment he got picked up by the big publishers, I, that dude froze me out so hard. I've, I've had that happen in like local comedy too where people I was sort of and when I say friends I don't mean like friends in that we'd hang out or they'd know things about my life but that I would talk to after shows and have a pleasant relationship with and as soon as somebody would like get paid to do comedy that was it they would never just never speak just they would they just big time everybody so hard uh which you know it's a bit of a bummer and i look forward to being able to do that to people if i ever succeed at something i'll be honest with you i will i will cut you off so fast you the listener uh except at this point if you're listening to it you're probably somebody that i'm actually friends with in real life and uh you know stick around I don't know this is weird when I came in with things I wanted to say and I made a mess of all of them uh, anyway there's something else I wanted to cover and I'm trying to remember what it is oh my god did, did you hear that uh, was that just a was that just a Mayan did that come through the microphone Oh my gosh, that sounds like one of those old, like, hand-operated sirens? Is that? I mean, it, it, it's either that or a flawless impression of one. Oh, oh my God, you guys, that's the Statham siren. That's right, the recurring segment that is appearing for the first time 37 episodes in, when there's news about Jason Statham, we sound the Statham siren. I will first acknowledge that is not a good name for a segment and if you have a better one please let me know and i'll change it uh i was thinking of the crank bank which is honestly it's a play on a pretty gross term but also it literally means the same thing as the gross term but is even cruder <laughs> because like there there's genuinely no difference between the concept of a spank bank and a crank bank but somehow the crank bank sounds like like bad like it makes me feel bad to have said and for you guys to have been present for me saying it uh but the point is it's the statham siren we have breaking jason statham news according to the internet jason statham buzzes to miramax's the beekeeper that's right jason statham and miramax are partnering for a partnering for the beekeeper a spec script which a studio shelled out seven figures for <laughs> okay here's why this is uh it's going to start filming uh, not start filming till next september uh in london and atlanta which will obviously match up seamlessly because those are two very similar locations uh the Beekeeper is a lightning-paced thriller deeply steeped in the mythology of beekeeping. <laughs> Look, I'm going to watch any movie Jason Statham is in. 
And the idea of him being a beekeeper and then having to beat people up is very funny to me. But what does deeply steeped in the mythology of beekeeping mean? Does beekeeping have its own lore? Do, do they have like a, a pantheon? I, I am very much looking forward to finding this out. Uh, probably not till 2023. Which feels a little... Uh, a little far away, especially given the way things are. Maybe let's start shooting that a little early so so we can see it. Uh, it's written by a guy named Kurt Wimmer, or possibly Vimmer, who, it's got a list of his credits, and they're mostly pretty meh, but he wrote The Thomas Crown Affair, which is one of my favorite movies. So, I'm pretty psyched. Jason Statham's going to play a beekeeper, and it's steeped in the mythology of beekeeping? Uh, I feel like there's better words they could have said than mythology. If they'd said like process or 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 you know something indicating it was going to be like a accurate depiction of beekeeping, but the mythology of beekeeping. <sighs> who who is the Odin of beekeeping? I can't wait to find out. Uh, it also has further Jason Statham news that he recently shot uh, Untitled Guy Ritchie Project, a.k.a. Five Eyes. Uh, I would say once you have an a.k.a., it is no longer an untitled project. It is, in fact, Five Eyes. That might change, and in fact probably will, because it's not a good title. But stop calling it Untitled if it's called <laughs> Untitled if it's called Five Eyes. Uh, sorry, Deadline. I'm cleaning up your website. That's a Statham alert. I don't, we've got to come up with a name for this segment. Although given that the news is for a movie he won't start shooting until next year, updates could be few and far between unless we start, uh, honestly, unless he starts doing like a lot of voiceover work, which usually has a much quicker turnover between announcement and release. Uh, or maybe he starts doing some TV stuff. Oh, Jason Statham, do some TV stuff. That'd be so cool. I s you know what? We're friends here. I'm going to admit my fondest wish here. I want Jason Statham to do a Marvel thing. There was talk that he was going to do, uh, that he was going to be Bullseye in the Netflix Daredevil series, and uh, Bullseye never appeared, played by anybody. And that's no longer a going concern, so if they bring Daredevil back for a movie or something, he'd be great. But there's like a million characters he could play. Uh, yeah, Statham for Marvel. That was the Crank Bank, or whatever we end up calling it. And keep in touch for further Jason Statham updates. Uh, oh, mentioning Marvel made me think of this. I did see Shang-Chi, which, yes, I have been mispronouncing my entire life. Uh, I'll talk about that later because I'm already pressed for time. Um, but I had an, on Labor Day, I went to the movies uh, because I was having very bad allergies and movie theater air conditioning really blows out my sinuses, which feels great and kind of gets me back to normal for a little while. So a lot of times I will go, I will, when I'm having bad allergies, I will just go to the movie theater and see whatever's playing next that I haven't seen. 
Uh, obviously, that hasn't been possible for a while. And in this particular case, because I'm still not super comfortable uh, with movies, so I like to make... I wait until the last minute to buy a ticket, and I do it on my phone. Uh, sometimes while I'm in the parking lot of the theater because I'm an insane person. But if it's if it's five minutes before it starts and there are, you know, two or fewer other people in the theater, then it feels okay. If it's almost full, nah, I'll come back to another showing or see something different. So in this case, uh, also I have a membership at my local theater where uh, I pay $20 a month and that lets me see up to three movies a week for free. Obviously, that is not as great a deal this year or last as it was in 2019. But, you know, it's at this point, it's kind of worth it just to support my local theater. And when things get back to normal, I'll go. I mean, I really have to see two movies a month to make it pay for itself. And once things are normal again, brother, that's going to pay for itself. Uh, so I was just, you know, I was looking for the next thing to start that didn't have people in the theater. And I was about five minutes away from a showing of Free Guy. And there was nobody there. So that's what I picked to see. Uh, that is the Ryan Reynolds movie where he plays an NPC in a video game who develops free will. Uh, and it was fine. Uh, I had some real problems with it in that right off the bat, it's, it's, uh, it already undercuts its own premise where... You know, he has a home and he has he walks to work and all these things. And I think it would be more interesting if when he started, he was like a true video game NPC where he only existed in the one location. Uh, you know, the idea of N of NPCs having having uh, uh, like day night cycles is really only been pulled off in a couple of games like Watch Dogs, Le Watch Dogs Legion and a couple of others. And there is a reason for that, but it gets, it's real far in the movie before you get to that. And it, yeah, they didn't do as much as they could have with it. The point is, it was fine. I laughed at a couple things. Uh, there were some nice moments in it. Uh, Jodie Comer, who I think is great, was in it. And I think Killing Eve has been kind of uh, kind of bad since the first season. So... I don't get to watch her in things, and I got to watch her in this, and she did a good job. Good job, Jodie Comer. Uh, but here's the thing. The point is, it was fine. It was okay. I laughed a couple of times. I'm never going to think about it again after I talk about it now. In fact, I've already forgotten most of what I would have said. And that, like... Every movie I've seen in the last year and a half now, uh, and there have not been many. There have been four, five. Uh, but every one has been something I've been I've been psyched about. Uh, you know the the uh, the Bob Odenkirk action movie that was the first movie I'd seen in forever and start Bob Odenkirk. Uh, there was a, a Jason Statham movie in there. There were a couple Marvels. You know it was stuff I was I was like excited about and so an experience I haven't had in a long time is going oh what the hell I'll just see whatever and watching something that was mediocre and it's fine that it was mediocre because I got to sit in air conditioning for a couple hours 
and I I was exactly entertained enough for it to be worth seeing. And that is a thing. I didn't realize how much I missed that experience of seeing a movie that was perfectly fine. And it felt like this weird landmark on the way back to to things maybe being normal one day is uh is just seeing a mediocre movie and not being upset that it was mediocre because that's all I expected from it. Uh, so thank you, free guy. Thank you for taking me back to those pre-pandemic days when I could see a movie I didn't have a lot invested in and walk away mildly entertained. Feel free to put that on the video box when it comes out on video, which it definitely will. Uh, boy, I've kind of run through everything. Uh, I definitely have to... Uh, I want to mention my, my sponsor, and this has run long, so I'll, I will be quick. Uh, Teasedbysummer.com. Uh, really beautiful t-shirts and mugs. And a very funny water bottle. Uh, it's all very good stuff. I've been wearing my Teased by Summer all summer. Uh, I should really do something with that play on words, and yet I'm just going to leave it. Uh, but it all looks good. Uh, I love these designs. It's they're funny and clever and really beautifully done, and just generally awesome. Uh, now I did check on the the site recently, and the Ape Hive T-shirt is not currently available. Uh, there are also some of the some of the other designs that are not available now, and I don't know if that's just a like an inventory thing. Or, or sort of a Disney vault situation where things get rotated in and out. Or if she checked out the website and was like, oh, I don't care for this and pulled the design. Uh, I have not asked because, frankly, there's a chance I won't like the answer. So I'll be uh, blissfully ignorant. But it is, it's all really, really good stuff. I've... I love it so much, and I know there's some new stuff coming, coming soonish, uh, that I will be excited to talk about. Uh, I can't say it enough. If you need a mug, you get that new car ideas from. Uh, I think you should leave. That is such a, that is such a beautiful, just a perfectly designed mug. Like if they wanted to, put out official merch, and. Like they could just use that mug. It's so it's gorgeous and professionally designed and it it is one of the best looking mugs I own. It makes such a good use of the space. Uh, man, there is not much that I have talked about in the last year like talked about with words as much as I have about how much I enjoy Teased by Summer. Because I'm, it comes up every episode, and sometimes I run out of new ways to say things about that, which should not be interpreted as me running out, as me uh, losing interest. I just am, am uh, always trying to come up with new with new ways to be enthusiastic, and uh, you know, you. 
you do 37 weeks of ads and eventually it's like yeah all those things i said about it are still true i'm still psyched uh i'm reluctant to bring in another character because the introduction of smitty the newsboy was not popular uh maybe we go back to the drawing board and find a new character uh but i think i've already imposed too much upon you with the statham siren so uh there will not be any characters swinging by to talk about teas by summer this week oh, i'm sorry i'm here to talk about teasbysummer.com no no you go no you had your chance once you didn't do a good job i had to edit you out of the episode ah we'll maybe take another run at it later but this is not the time all right i'm sorry i thought Everett J. Tease by Summer would be the perfect spokesperson for TeasedbySummer.com. If you don't want me here, I'll leave. Yeah, yeah, go, go. We'll maybe try this next week. I will let you know. All right. <sighs> that guy. I've cut him out of so many episodes. And I'm tired, so I'm not going to cut him out this time. Uh, anyway, it's... We are running low on uh, nice weather, but you know, you pick up a uh, pick up a t-shirt, wear it around the house, uh, wear it under a button down. They're they're great. They're people will people love them. People will, uh, you know, you're gonna be you're gonna know who has good tastes in in uh, in comedy. Basically, if you wear this and you and when people react, you'll be like, "Yep, you're cool." It's just it's just how you know. Teasebysummer.com. Buy something. Tell her EJ sent you. Except don't, because who needs that information? It's just an extra step. Don't worry about it. Just buy something. Uh, and that is where we will close up for the week. Uh, thanks for listening. You can email me at uh, fedtalks at yahoo.com. And in fact, if you found this on Apple Podcasts, I want to hear from you. Just send me an email. If you are listening listening to this and you don't know me just email me to let me know that happened it doesn't have to be a long email we don't have to be best friends at the end of it i just want to know reach out uh, i'm on twitter at ej fettis and instagram uh, at ej underscore fettis uh i don't say much on there these days but who knows sometimes i post something funny uh i guess that's all i got Oh, theapipe.com. I've got something new going up this week uh, where I'm going to write about uh, why I, I've sort of... No, I don't... I've stopped liking a thing that I've liked all my life. And I'm writing about reconciling that. And I don't want to say... I don't want to be too specific until I post it just because... Uh, <laughs> I, like there's any interest in it. Like anybody's gonna go, ooh, I wonder what's going on with EJ. Uh but it's some it's something I'm working on and it's the thing I'm struggling with as a fan of something. Um but yeah, check out the APIVE, buy something from Tease by Summer. Let me know if you're a new Apple Podcast subscriber. Uh be nice to each other. As Paul F. Tompkins used to say when he ended his podcast, don't get drunk and fight each other. Uh and I will talk to you next week or possibly two weeks later depending on how i'm doing fed talks is a full boys production wah, 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 wah.